Hello and welcome to Spiritual Shit, your guide to the down and dirty of modern spirituality with your host, me, Aliyah Lovely. This podcast is a place for people wanting to discover more about spirituality, where we can get weird about ghosts, mediumship, psychics, aliens, religion, new age stuff, awakening, ascension, starseeds, channeling, philosophy, and even dating. Some of the shows will be just me rambling about my mystical experiences and new discoveries and other shows will have guests to open up new perspectives and views. I hope you'll join me on this journey as we discuss and open up about what spirituality in today's world really looks like. Hey guys and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Shit. Uh, Today I want to talk to you about twin flames, karmic relationships, and soulmates. Twin flame is a term that I've heard whirling around for the last couple years. And I wasn't really sure like what it meant. And as I've been entering into all the spirituality, there are a ton of resources that I can find on YouTube, you can find on YouTube, or any other thing about love. And so when it comes to that, we are, we are very familiar with the term soulmate. Um, but I hadn't heard about twin flame until about a couple of years ago and I really wasn't sure what it meant, but, um, I'm going to explain to you what the essentially quote unquote textbook version of it is, and then give you my own spin on what I think it means based on my, um, personal experience. Um, so according to popular opinion, a twin flame is someone who is essentially you, your soul that has come here on earth and split in two. And the two of you were at some point supposed to find each other. And it usually has to do with the sexual energies of the universe. So I don't mean sex as in the act, but as in uh, masculine energetic versus feminine energetic, the yin and the yang kind of coming together and becoming one and becoming whole. So the idea or theory is, is that, that you'll cross paths or meet that person. And there will be typically some, some pretty large differences between you guys, like age gap is a big one, or um, you're from different countries or you have you have vastly different backgrounds, things like that. And it's supposed to essentially what I've read is that people will come into a twin flame type of relationship typically on their last incarnation on earth. Now, that doesn't necessarily have to be true, but that's what I that's mostly what I've read. So there's a lot of things rolling around and people talking about, is this person my twin flame? Is this not my twin flame? As if everyone is supposed to have them, but in that case, that would mean everybody was on their last incarnation on earth and none of us are coming back. So um, I'm not sure that that's the case, but that's the theory. So um, the, the, the deal is, is that this person will come into your life. It'll be this visceral, magical, sparkly kind of exchange. Um, you know, the attraction will be undeniable. The sex will be amazing. The, you know, relationship will have this very high type of, um, reaction or response. And then there will be some element of, you know, breakdown, for instance, um, there will be like a a breakup, uh, the separation of a time of no contact, a time where 
you don't speak or you hate each other or, you know, something like that. And there is something called the runner chaser dynamic that the more evolved soul or portion of the soul who's woken up first will typically be the chaser. And the one who hasn't woken up or has woken up later is the runner. And so there is this kind of um, back and forth energy and maybe perhaps then the chaser decides they don't want to chase anymore. So then they run and then the other one who's the runner becomes the chaser and there's this cat and mouse. And eventually you guys sort out all your, your karma and your, your lessons and everything. And you come together into union and it is supposed to be this magical, incredible relationship that's so growth giving and it's supposed to knock soulmates out of the park. Okay. So that's what I've heard about twin flames. And, um, obviously these are just labels. So if there are different labels that you identify with, with each one of these that I'm describing, then feel free to, um, roll with that one for yourself. But, um, so, okay. The next one would be soulmates and soulmates can be anyone or anything. It can be your dog. It can be, you know, your best friend, it can be your sister or family member. Um, and soulmates are people that we have made contracts with before we got into this earth plane and said, we are going to help each other learn or be there as a mode of support. Um, people that we resonate with deeply on a certain frequency, um, that allow us to move through our life better, not always easier, um, because soulmates tend to shake us awake and they can be the ones that are the most honest with us and, and sometimes harsh, like sometimes soulmates can be people that break your fucking world open in a way, um, that, that doesn't really feel so nice. So soulmate can even be a place, uh, a place that you really highly resonate with. You, you come in contact with the frequency and the frequency is what bonds you and that thing or person together. Um, and then there's something called karmic, like, and some people say a karmic twin or false flame or false twin or something like that. I think that they're, they all kind of fall in the same category, but it's essentially a person that you'll enter into a relationship with where you have energies that you need to solve or balance, um, from, another perhaps incarnation or lifetime. And they will often feel very familiar to you. Like, you know, them there's, there's a very, very close kind of reaction to them. And it's perhaps even more of an addictive connection because there is something in inside of it innately that you need to work out. So it will feel familiar to you. So if there was a cycle of something that you didn't solve in your last life, then that pattern will show up here. And so you'll have that person that you'll have this visceral reaction with, and it'll feel amazing and spicy and all the things that you'll feel from what they describe in a twin flame relationship. But with a karmic one, it's just downhill. The whole thing is just fucked <laughs> from the beginning. Um, and so you end up interacting with this person and possibly falling in love with this person. And this person is there to essentially 
home run the lesson that you haven't mastered yet and putting you in that position to kind of recognize and realize what it is you need to let go or move through or move from. And it's kind of a bitch because I've had a few of those (laughs) in my life. And, um, and it's tricky because you don't really understand or know how to different differentiate the two or three, but also in a sense of like you trying to follow your heart and figure out what that means. Um, when we talk about, you know, true love and those of you out there who are single, I, I'm, I feel you. (laughs) It is, it is a tough world out there right now where our culture is at and trying to find people who are awake and people who, who deeply acknowledge and respect intimacy and care and love and depth and it's it's seemingly and at least what I'm hearing from other people who are struggling as well with singleness right now is it feels like there's there's not enough people out there doing the work that you can actually run up and match with so on that level it it it's a bit tricky but what I'm reading is that the karmics will come when you are operating from a space of lack, when there is an area in your life that you're still trying to fill the void from. And so, um, like for myself, uh, I can recognize that I've had three karmic relationships in my life, um, all very similar patterns, very different people, but they all made me feel the very same thing. And when each one of them came to a close, my conclusion was even, even as woke as I might be, (laughs) my conclusion was, is that I'm inherently broken. I'm inherently unlovable. No one will love me. There must be something wrong with me, that type of messaging. So there's something in the depth of my, my life in this one, or perhaps in other ones that I have not solved that idea. And so for, for me, and maybe for perhaps a few of you, We've been looking for that partnership, longing for that partnership, feeling that that sense of draw that like we know that there's a deep desire to want to connect with another human being on earth and experience such a depth of love that we might see other people experiencing and we don't we don't find that for ourselves. And something that came to me recently was um, that in this time, because of next year, And a lot of spiritualists that talk about how like 2020 is going to be so different because they're going to be this like critical mass of people awakening at the same time. And if you don't know what I mean by awakening, it's essentially like remembering who you are or remembering why you're here or remembering your mission um, to help others raise the vibration of the planet, to um, de-enslave people from you know, their phones or their lives or their day-to-day of, of, of paradigms and essentially tip templates that don't serve us anymore, like patriarchy or, um, you know, just things like that, things that are just old and we need to move from and change and shift our, in our perspective. So, um, there, those of us who incarnated at this time, um, have, it has been said that we came very specific with a mission of helping with the awakening and where we are, we are on our job. (laughs) So, but coming into earth and being, uh, obviously a human, um, we had, we had to pay to play. So we have to play the game too, 
and forgetting where we're from or forgetting our purpose or mission. And we want the experience. We want the human experience and the human experience at the depth of it. What is it that everybody wants as a human being in our humanity? It's connection. It's, it's love. Most of the, the, the populace of all of the material that gets the most hits is, is about love. Like who, how can we fall in love? Who can we fall in love with? It's why the apps right now are so successful in getting people addicted to them, but not necessarily, you know, transferring those swipes into real deep, intimate connection that can, that can foster and grow. And so I was having a conversation with one of my friends actually yesterday about it. And we were talking about the feeling of our culture just being completely broken and the way that we see other people and the way that we see connection. And for him, he was telling me for, for men specifically in the way that they, they've not been trained, but perhaps conditioned, maybe those are the same word, but, um, and, and how difficult it is for them to be able to open up and connect in their, in their heart centers to have that type of intimacy um, where sex doesn't pervade or become a higher priority than the actual connection. And so women, I'm sure, are guilty of it too, so I don't want to single men out. But um, as we're finding that at least a lot of the women that I've spoken to, even young women, like women who are in their early 20s, um, they're, they're, they're seeking that same thing. They're saying like, I really want at the end of the day, they really, really want, you know, a partner, a spouse, um, someone that they can deeply fall in love with. So, and I'm sure there are men are out there too. Um, I just don't hear it as much because I'm not a man personally, so I can only speak really from a woman's perspective. So the tricky part with that though, is that there's so many videos out there and my only apprehension with these types of labels and and structures of, you know, these types of soulmates is that in particular with Twin Flames, it, they talk about how tumultuous the relationship is. And um, for, for me, being still a very logical-based person, in my head, I say, I think that's kind of dangerous that we have this term, it's a very popular term, and it's getting a lot of traction about a relationship that it feels intoxicating. And it's, it's, you know, oh, it's a burst of energy, and the sex is amazing. And we have all these traits, but it's going to be hard, and it's going to be tumultuous, and it's going to be toxic, and it's going to be, you know, really, really difficult. And we're going to break up and separate but we're going to come back into union and it's going to be the best relationship ever. And, you know, some of those, some of those relationships should never have been considered for a possible twin flame soul match relationship. But because we might be operating out of our wounds in the moment, or we might feel like we're lacking something, we might desire so strongly to have a connection with someone that we've convinced ourselves that in fact, it is this monumental relationship, um, that we've gave, given a spiritual term to. And because it's a spiritual thing, it's supposed to transcend the logic. It's supposed to transcend the intellect. It's supposed to transcend our common sense. And we will form these attachments to these people who will just wreck us, just wreck us. And I can speak from experience because I'm experiencing it now. (laughs) So now looking at that and taking kind of like a bird's eye view 
for myself and I can, I'm speaking from my experience, hoping that this will help somebody else. But in my life, I've walked through and I've always deeply, deeply, deeply wanted a really strong connection with someone who mirrors my opposite energy. And I don't mean opposite energy. Um, I mean, complementary energy. And I've always sought that. And I remember being really young and, you know, seven, eight, maybe, and already thinking about what I wanted my husband to be like. And part of that has to do with culturally how I grew up and um, the over romanticization, romanticization (laughs) of, of those relationships and not really experiencing a paradigm where you know women women were happy or strong on their own and and being happy and strong being single and so most of my my life I've experienced a lot of a lot of rejection because I've been always seeking that type of relationship which I think in early years gave me a very needy type of energy but I've, I've always sought that. That's always been the goal. It's always felt like I've known that there's been someone out there that I'm supposed to be with, if you will. Now, as I've gotten older, that is starting to feel like it's fading. <laughs> and I don't mean that in like a negative, defeated kind of way. Um, I just mean that like, you know, destiny doesn't seem as cut in stone as perhaps that we've been we've been taught and so when it comes to soulmates or karmic relationships or twin flames whoever those peoples are these are just labels they're just labels for our own interpretation of what that soul came in our life to do and you know when it comes to the twin flame relationship I you know I think that it's gotten enough traction that it's probably a real thing And people who are experiencing or who have gotten into union have said, you know what, there are these very um, core traits in this particular relationship that mirror what this is describing. And so they're able to put a label on it. But I don't think it works like that for everybody. And in particular, my case, like I've not seen that it works that way for everybody. But it doesn't mean that that those souls aren't still coming into your life. I've had a ton of soulmates come into my life. I had, um, I mean, obviously that there, I have friendships, like relationships. I had a pet. My, my dog shadow was an absolute soulmate, fucking angel. I miss her to death. But, um, you know, like when it comes to when, when you're looking for that particular partner or that particular love, I think what I'm learning is that I, I, or you would have to be in such a place of such of love of yourself to vibrate at a frequency that would attract in someone who wasn't there to fill a void that you could have that type of complimentary relationship with. I'm at the point in my journey where I don't want someone who's going to be, it's going to be tumultuous or hard And not to say that relationships won't be difficult because you're bonding the two, you know, two souls together. Um, But there, I've been married. Like I've, I've had a few relationships in the past that have said, you know what, I can look at that and say, I don't want that. I don't want that type of hard in my life anymore. I've already experienced that. And um, perhaps you've experienced the same, like the more and more 
experiences that we accumulate, the more lessons that we get a chance to master. And when you start seeing patterns that form in your life around your love relationships, you know, it's a good time right now before 2020, especially um, to kind of give yourself a wide eye view and say, okay, are there any patterns that I can observe here? The reason for the labels in the first place is I believe is to be able to identify patterns, patterns and people that come into your life. And for, for myself, like, I don't think I have a twin flame. Perhaps this is not my last uh, reincarnation on earth. So maybe I don't have one or maybe I haven't met them yet. Although that would be, it feels like that'd be a little late to meet a twin flame because of the, as the way that they describe how long the process is. Um, but when it comes to karmic relationships, those people that come in, if you've ever had asked, or if you, sorry, if you've ever asked yourself and said, why does this keep happening to me? Why do I always attract men like X? Do you continue to attract men who are abusive, women who are abusive? Do you continue to attract people who are emotionally unavailable? Do you continue to attract people who are selfish or who are clingy or who are X, Y, Z, whatever the trait is that you're not happy about? If you're starting to see that this is a pattern, then you are perhaps at the frequency that's attracting those types of people. Someone sent me a video the other day. Um... And it said, why do I keep attracting people that are emotionally unavailable? And that's my story. I always get people who are very indifferent about me or who are not capable of loving or, um, yeah, just not, not available in that way. And so it said in the video that if you're continuing to attract people that are emotionally unavailable, then you yourself are emotionally unavailable. And there's perhaps a wound that you are reenacting from your childhood as a means to heal that child, that inner child, but you don't really need to reenact that over and over and over again. Um, you need to heal that from within first before you're able to attract someone else. And I only have a trouble with the logic for, for maybe an egoic reason. Um, but it's to, 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 somewhat insight that you have to be perfect before you'll meet someone that's perfect for you. And I don't necessarily agree with that either. So when looking in my own life, I can see that like, okay, there's some stuff I need to work on or things I thought I worked on that I have to work on again. And for those of you who are in the awakening process or who've been really doing the shadow work, it is so fucking frustrating to continue to see the same lessons show up when you're like, bitch, I solved you in 2017. What are you doing back here? <laughs> it's, it's really frustrating. And you start to feel like in some ways you failed because this thing has shown up again and you thought you did all this work. You did all the work. You did so much work. Um, you worked so hard to move past something and here it is yet again. But I know that healing isn't, healing isn't linear. It's not a straight line. And the way that the lessons come in are not like that either. They come in kind of a spiral. And so you just keep going and circle and circle and circle inward as you continue to master and go past that lesson again. This time you go past it in a deeper fashion in a new layer of that lesson until you master it. And right now that is rage inciting for me to even say <laughs> out loud um, because 
at some point, sometimes you just don't feel like healing anymore. Um, especially when it comes to reference of relationships. I know that this is a big subject for a lot of people and especially anybody who, you know, is, is dating right now in the present time. I have loads and loads of married friends who are like, oh gosh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even, you know, I don't envy you at all. And, um, I don't either. (laughs) I don't envy myself, but if, if you're in that space and you're feeling, lonely, you know, don't go on the apps to solve your loneliness because what you will receive back will be in the vibration of what you were doing on there in the first place. And that I can, I can attest to a million percent. I have a book out called me, myself and why, why finding your other half is impossible before finding yourself. And I learned very quickly in 2017, (laughs) um, upon loads and loads and loads and loads of dating that I was starting to see loads of spiritual patterning in the people that I was bringing into my life. And it started to get frustrating because I was like, every single guy out here seems like that. You know, you start to get to that place where you're like, all men are trash and all men are not trash. But I seem to have been the, the, the trash woman, trash picker upper, (laughs) because I was going and shopping on the corners of curbs. And that's what I call the apps. I'm sorry. Like if you've had great reaction with the apps, that's awesome. Um, I don't know many people who've had, but if you're shopping on the curb, like you're going to find trash. And so when you're, when you're in that space of like, I'm willing to take this interaction over just waiting and being in a, in a patient space of wholeness and satisfied and I love my life and you know, I'm, I'm where I need to be. If you're looking Oh, trust me, (laughs) you'll find something. You might not find what you're looking for, but you'll find something and maybe it'll be close, but not exactly what it is that you wanted. Or maybe it's really far from anything that you ever wanted, but it masks itself and it looks like something you wanted. But if you're in that space, if you're energetically in that vibration of, I just really want somebody, or I just don't want to be single anymore, or Um, I'm looking for my twin flame or like my soulmate or that person who's going to complete me girl or guy, forget about it. Like that is the vibration that will bring in those who will teach you that you don't need that in fact, and that you need to find that in yourself, which isn't the answer you want to hear, right? Not the answer I want to hear either, but In 35 years, I realized that I have never actually been romantically loved. And that's a hard thing to say. Um, Even if, I mean, on the outward uh, perspective, some of you know about my my personal life and know that, yes, I was married. Um, But I never experienced what romantic love was in those actual interactions. And I won't go into that. Um, But even in my karmic relationships, I've always loved men who didn't love me back and found that, you know, in some way that I would explain away some spiritual reason why I felt like these, this is going to be the person. And it just never was, but I have to reevaluate and look at my own vibration and say, why is it that I would continue to love someone who I know didn't love me? What inside of myself have I not healed that I would continue to pursue someone who very clearly and very openly has expressed that they do not feel the same way about me. So what is something, what is, 
what is that reflecting back to me? What is that in my mirror? And what is that in your mirror? If you're starting to see that there are patterns that you have over and over and over between the type of people that continue to come in your life or don't come in your life or treat you a certain way, you start to need to look at, okay, what is it about me that I continue to be attracted to this? And that's something I get on myself kind of hard, as most of us probably do, when we make what we consider a mistake or what I consider a call a lesson, free school. And, you know, for myself, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist and I think like, God damn it, (laughs) I didn't get this thing right again. Like, oh man, I had to learn this lesson again and I'm going through this thing again. I can't tell any of my friends. I can't talk to the people. Everybody's sick of hearing me talk about the same thing. Um, and it's, it's in the patterning that, that there's something still there to show me that I have not mastered. And so where I'm coming on the other end of it now is looking at all these labels when it comes to love relationships in life and saying, you know what, in most of these times that I've encountered these people, I've needed something. I've been in a vibration of lack. I've been in a vibration of, I really, really want something to happen and thus got myself hooked in an addictive type of pattern. And I wouldn't consider myself someone who's addictive personality and you have to evaluate that for yourself. But when it, when it comes to love relationships, what are the patterns that you're seeing? Do you continue to chase after people who, who don't have time for you? Do you really, really love people you can control? Do you love people who can't see through your mask or do you continue to try to fix someone? Do you love being with people who are broken because it makes you feel needed? And those are those are just a few examples, but if if those are or if those are the patterns that you're starting to see, then wipe all the labels altogether because it won't be about whether or not someone is a soulmate or a karmic or a twin flame or a love relationship or whatever. It'll be about you and what it is that you would like to experience and what it is that you have not healed yet that continues to bring that painful experience back into your life. And it will be very easy to then determine and tell, (laughs) is this a twin flame or is this a karmic? Is this a soulmate or not? Um, Karmic relationships, as I've read, are tend to be those who, whose only purpose comes into your life as a catalyst of change. So someone who's come in and, essentially dumped the bucket, (laughs) turned it upside down. Um, Soulmates are those who are usually here to challenge us in a loving way to become the best person that we can be or, you know, simply what someone would consider an other half. Um, You don't have to beg for their love or hold on to it tightly or fear that you're going to lose it. It's just, it's always there. It's something consistent. Um, Whereas karmics are, you know, it's, it's pulling and it's maybe, and it's, I hope, and it has a lot of those frequencies to it where the challenge comes out of desperation or brokenness or, um, simply a a lack of love. Um, twin flame, I, I have not experienced, although I know a few people who identify as twin flames and I can see what they're talking about. They have the age gap. They come from different backgrounds, oddly look very similar to each other. That's another trait that they say about twin flames is that they kind of look alike. Um, and so, and they have similar interests. They have a lot in common. They're just like, it's, it's like 
them basically split in half. Um, so I've seen some of those relationships. I've seen some of those people and, and I've, I can identify with that label for them and seeing like, Oh, that, that does follow that exact pattern. Interesting. So there must be something to it. Um, and you can feel free to do your own due diligence and research or look that up. I know that there are a couple people who switch the term soulmate is the twin flame definition and twin flame is the soulmate definition, but whatever it's, you, you understand what I'm trying to say. But, um, when it comes, when it comes to love, I think what I'm, what I'm seeing a lot of is, is a lot of people trying to identify who those people are and just make sure that you're not making that label for someone in order to hold on to something that might be toxic for you. And something that if, if I swear to God, if you, if you see a pattern there and if you're saying anything like this is always what happens to me, or I always end up with blah, blah, blah. There's something for you to learn there. There's something for me to learn there. There is something that will continue to present itself until we need to learn it and we learn it good. So what is that for you? What is the kind of person that you continue to attract? What is the circumstances that you see yourself fall under over and over again that don't satisfy the deep need or the love or the the wholeness that you wish to have? What is it that you can be doing for yourself to make yourself feel that way? And why do you feel the need to feel in partnership if, if that's what you feel called to do? Um, I think that's a natural, it's a natural desire. We all desire partnership. We desire love. Um, we desire connection and intimacy. So that's like, that goes beyond like asking that question. But if, if there is a part of you that doesn't feel complete, unless another person has, has come into your life, then you will learn whatever that pattern lesson is over and over and over until you don't feel that way anymore. And I'm, I'm speaking from experience. (laughs) I'm someone, one of those people. Um, I have some deep, deep wounds of not feeling chosen, not feeling lovable, not feeling inherently broken, inherently broken. And that sucks. It sucks ass. (laughs) Like it's, it is a, an interesting, uh, recoil from my upbringing. And, um, I love my parents they're, they're good people, but they're not perfect. And, um, culture as well. There's a lot of things that taught me and said, you know, Hey, you're, you're not a part of this hierarchy of value. And that is, that is a lesson that does not just stand with myself, but I can hear in sentiments of other people around me as well, that we all feel kind of that we're not enough. And I think that that is supposed to be a very strong template to be broken in 2020 and us starting to really feel good about ourselves and feel good. What is it? Good as hell, Lizzo, you know, like the, the, the messaging is changing and people are starting to stand up and bulk against the messaging that says that we are not complete unless we have X. Um, you know, people are starting to tear down the advertising industry, the influencer industry, um, love and relationships, paradigms between genders. And, you know, there, there are so many of the ways that we grew up that are being just torn down completely. And we're trying to find new eyes and new perspectives around new, new, new ideas. You know, it's, I think it's time. So in this new decade for me and for you, um, when it comes to love relationships, look at the patterns, the patterns don't lie. And if you continue to experience something over and over again, I'm going to call it a karmic 
because it is a balance of energy that we're needing to get out. And I don't want to say that in like karma always gets the karma just means action. Um, but it's re- usually referred to in the balancing of energies. So when someone says karma's a bitch, um, karma's not a bitch unless you are right. It's a mirror to our energies that we're putting out there. So if we're receiving someone in a relationship who is what they would call a karmic relationship, they, their only purpose is to come in our lives to be a catalyst of change. And usually what causes change is, is pain. Usually that is usually the quickest catalyst to move us towards our best selves to, to understand a lesson, to wake ourselves up. And we don't end up with those people because it would be too hard, but they come in as, as a contract that we've assigned before we got here. Um, and say, Hey, you're going to teach me how to learn better self-love. You're going to teach me that I need to figure out how not to be unlovable and that someone not loving me doesn't thus equal me being unlovable. So I hope that's, I hope that's helpful for you guys, um, who are single. It is a jungle out there. It really is. It's really hard. So I understand, I understand where you're coming from experiencing it myself and knowing, especially during the holiday season, it can be a little bit tough. And a lot of the material that I'm, I'm seeing pop up on my, (laughs) it's like that fucking Facebook knows they're listening to us right now. I can record a podcast. I swear to God. And the next ad that will come up will be whatever I was talking about on the podcast. They are all listening. Anyway, um, (laughs) so knowing that most of this twin flame energy has been coming up and those who have the way that they say it happens is those who are on their last incarnation here um, are people who are going to have a twin flame. And if you are not in your last incarnation here, then you will not have a twin flame. And it's not uh, you know, one is better than the other or not. I, I almost to this point have said I would prefer a soulmate because I don't want to have to go through some tumultuous bullshit again and go through separation and come back into union and have all these steps. No, I'm good. Like (laughs) I just, I would really love to have a partner that, that feels good, um, feels good to be with and we can teach each other things and we love each other equally. So anyway, uh, let me know what you think. Uh, leave me a voice message if you've experienced um, what it is to be in a twin flame union or relationship or if you've had any questions about soulmate connections or any of those things. So anyway, I hope that you guys have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you in the next episode. interested in becoming a client for energy coaching, find me at www.thelovelyalia.com to read more about what I do or hit me up on IG at thelovelyalia for daily content and inspiration.